It's crazy how much time and money alcoholics can waste over the years. Daniel and I are going to wave our magic wands to make the world a better place. We're also going to get into tips and tools for living the sober lifestyle. All that and more in episode six of the Sober Bros podcast. Brilliant, Winker. Sober bro. Okay, we got some bubblies here. Feeling good. We are over a week sober now, going on... Nine days. Nine days. We're at Daniel's property. This is where he lives, uh, out by Page Springs in Arizona. Uh, big property, beautiful, really hot day. Woo-wee! I'm starting to sweat on the brow. So... Daniel, I want to know if you could wave a magic wand yeah. and change anything in the world, what would that be? Well, because I think <sighs> that one of the main issues of humanity's problems is disconnection from nature and just constant exposure to unnatural programming. If I could wave a magic wand... I would grant everybody access to everybody that wanted. I would grant them access to at least five acres of their own land to have a house free of rent or mortgage, uh, an opportunity to grow food forests and have gardens of their own and to be able to reconnect to God through nature. It's one of the things I'm actually doing with my business, Space of Love Foods. That's uh, our, one of our main goals. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people really yearn for that. I remember when you and I were in Portland, right? Food Not Bombs by day, saving our money for Miller High Life and Pabst in the evening. And we would talk about that. Man, I just want to like live on land. Yeah. It's many people's dreams. I've heard from others over the years mm. for a long time that everybody talks about, yeah, I want some land, a garden. A- right. And uh, so it's a common vision that many of us share, but curious how so few people seem to achieve it. Um, because it's kind of unaccessible uh, to most people. Most people who, who like... All the little private land and everything's it's bought. It's all privatized land. I mean, the economy right now, like real estate is just like through the roof. And, yeah. you know, I sold, I bought my property out in Rimrock for um, $130,000 and I sold it for $285,000. I mean, that's just like out of reach for... So many people, even if, you know, you're making a fairly decent wage. And I think that that's intentional to keep land out of people's hands. Well, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. (laughs) I guess so. Anyway, so if it's so unattainable, uh, I've noticed that in in its stead, a lot of people seem to be turning to like the mobile lifestyle, the van lifestyle, and the small, tiny trailers like Tracy and I lived in for three years. Yep. That is attainable to get some. It is attainable, for, but for most people, they're not going to be able to make a living on the road unless they're doing some kind of like online thing or going around to fucking renaissance fairs. Yeah. Selling handcrafted ocarinas or something. Yeah. I can't do that. Well. I also don't want to be around renaissance fair people. No offense. Yeah. Um, I yeah, guess what would you do? If I could wave a magic wand and change anything in the world, it would have to be 
solving the problem of crazy drivers on my on my drive here i it's just every time i get behind the wheel these days i you know people are tailgating yeah now listen i go the speed limit i drive safe i'm grateful to have the car and be moving faster than walking yeah i just if i could wave a magic wand i would and it's funny about the magic wand theory in my head because it's not just like a pretty little magic it's a forceful dictator magic because right. like it's going to force other people to slow down and like not tailgate or when they pull in front of you not to cut right over right in front of you but give you space my magic wand wants to create space on the road and slow things down and just be more grateful for the things that we have that enable us to go so far and faster um but not too fast so yeah. my magic wand would be just to cure the horrible driving conditions out there on the road they're getting worse and it makes me deeply concerned about society because of the angst that i feel from other drivers and that's a good one i mean i think a lot of the stress especially in urban environments has a lot to do with traffic yeah and i'm just talking about country roads here in arizona but what if you go to california where a lot of these license plates are from yeah you know like my magic wand traffic seattle traffic yeah my magic wand is partially dictator's style dictatorial but, dictatorial but it's also benevolent you know it's <laughs> it's it's helping people to make the world a better place it's good for you sure yeah i mean maybe i should rephrase mine if i could wave a magic wand i would just give everybody a lobotomy so that you know it's benevolent yeah dictatorial but benevolent i like it i wouldn't do that All right, Daniel, I want to talk about money and time wasted over the years on alcoholism. But first, to you, the viewer, I want to ask you, if you're watching on YouTube, to go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell notification, leave a comment. All of your engagements really help us to reach more people. Or if you prefer the Spotify platform, it's a video podcast there as well. Follow the show on Spotify and leave a rating there. That would really mean a lot to us. And also check us out on social media. We're posting short reels on all the platforms every day, sometimes twice a day, behind the scenes stuff, clipping stuff up, trying to be entertaining for you. So give us a follow on your favorite social media platform. We're on all of them, even Facebook. And personally, I want to let you know that if you are struggling with addictions of any kind in your life, you're in the right place because the Sober Squad is a supportive community about honesty and integrity and fun and if you're just looking for some entertainment i think we might have you covered so daniel let's talk about money how much have you spent approximately over the years yeah <clears throat> drinking consistently since i was 21 we'll just go from 21 i started when i was 20 but we'll just say 21 so we're talking about 23 years and i did an average of 20 dollars a day over the sum total of those days. I went nine months without drinking back when I was 30. I've taken some breaks here and there, no more than no more than a month at a time. And those were extremely rare. Some days it was $100. When I went to visit Kenny in Norway, I was spending over $100 a night because beer is so expensive there. Right, so you have peaks, peaks and valleys. And valleys. When we were just slumming it up at Colonel Summers Park with a Frisbee, you know, and I had like a case of Miller High Life, hams, Pabst Blue Ribbon, whatever those things, you know, 
I mean, even so, those were like, you know, a case of those is going to be at least $15. So anyway, I averaged it out to $20 a day. Sometimes I'd go out to shows and yeah. spend a whole bunch of money and start buying people drinks. You know, you know what happens. You know what happens. You get a couple of drinks in you. You just got paid. All of a sudden, you know, you want to buy your friends around. You know what happens. Anyway, $20 a day. Um, since um, I was 21, it's at least $160,000. $160,000. Yeah. Okay, that's that's an average. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because what comes up for me is like, what could I have spent that on over the years? Sure. I could have invested it in the sure. stock market. What, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I think I may have said this before. I don't have any regrets. No regrets. I have no regrets. I don't beat myself up. I don't look back on it and just be like, oh, God, like, what have I done? You know, I was never, you know, that way. And I wouldn't have had all the experiences that I experienced who make me who I am today. Who, you know, I'm more willing to be in service of humble service to humanity than ever before. And it took all of that. So I invested $160,000 into who I am today. I'm inclined to agree with you because what comes up for me with that is this, how do I say it? You might say it better than me, but, um, undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> the experiences that I have now I'm speaking more for myself. Um, the, 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 the pain and the confusion and, and the fear and the suffering, all of that that came with me for alcoholism, um, gave me the experience to where now I'm in it because I do want to like relate with other people and help them if I can. Yeah. I have the experience to be like when somebody, exactly. when I'm talking to somebody, right. like any of the viewers in the comments and the messages, like yeah. they come at me with their experience of hardships. I'm like, I feel you. And that's true. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And we can be there for those people. Just like, <clears throat> um, not anybody can just like jump right into a position where you can help other people who have had addictive problems coming from a wide range of, of addictions. You couldn't get some sober person that doesn't have any experience with it, who has no idea what it's like to go in and start helping people. I'm thinking of like some rich kid who went to like Yale or whatever, became a therapist right. and then says, hmm, I've read in the books that this could help you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you show up on a construction site, first day at work, and you start doing the apprenticeship work. You know, you start picking up nails and you start doing these kinds of things. And eventually you're going to get to, going to get to the point where the master crafts people can begin teaching you. While they went through all of that to be able to teach you, they couldn't teach you that if they didn't go through all of that. So we have gone through all of this so that we can offer our experience, our empathy, our compassion. So through the Sober Squad community, when people are coming to a place where they're ready for recovery and a new chapter in their life. We've acquired a lot of tools and we are beginning to acquire even more tools uh, on this, um, I think, newfound path of uh, more of a permanent sobriety. More of a, definitely, like there's no going back. I remember, now we're talking years ago, back in our early 20s, we were having a coffee at Stumptown, downtown Portland, Oregon. We were hanging out on the sidewalk in the morning, hungover. It was a partially cloudy day. We were smoking and drinking our coffee. And you said something like, this is, I can't keep doing this. This has got to stop. <laughs> I don't, you don't remember that? 
No, I mean that must have been like upwards of well, 18 that, years ago. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh, I now I don't have a good memory, but I do have some memories, and that was one of them. Like, and I was agreeing with you. I was like nodding my head because I was hungover. I was like, yeah. I mean, even then, because we went into alcohol hard, and uh, the the mornings could be rough. And you said, oh man, we just got to stop. And that was back then. And it got even worse. I mean, you remember that time we were, we had gotten some coke from you know who. And um, we had been hanging out with you know scale day. Oh, God. Friend from Japan who came oh, into no. town. He had 18 hours in Portland to hang out. And so we were like, all right, let's do it. So I bought a bunch of coke. I had never done coke before. And we were up almost all night. I think we got two hours of sleep. I woke everybody up the next morning. We were like scattered on whatever beds and couches in the floor. And I woke everybody up. I was like, come on, get the fuck up. We got to go. Like, you know, Skate has only a few hours left. And we went up um, Hawthorne to that like hot dog joint that had a ping pong table past 39th. Did even more, blah, blah, blah. Took, you know, Skate to the airport. He pukes getting out of the cab. I don't know how we made it through customs. He got home. You and I continued to like go home. We got on the train, went home, and we were up until sunrise. We woke up the next morning, record temperature, hottest day of the year. We were in the attic of this apartment building with no air conditioning. <laughs> and we were just like the worst, low, lowly, lowliest excuse of like a human body. I think we woke up at like 5 p.m. It was something like that. I remember crawling across the floor and turning on the box fan <laughs> just laying in front of the box fan trying to get sober enough to go get more beer <laughs> oh god that's another expense you know it was like sometimes there's that like you know all of a sudden you want to do coke we've never done coke since then i haven't yeah well so for financials you say one hundred and sixty thousand average um according to your ballpark estimate mine is probably the same so as far as my contribution to this section, like I'm just going to attach on to you like a remora onto a shark. Yeah. And, and uh, feed off of that. Yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, there have been thoughts where like, oh, if I had just been putting $20 a day aside, but what do I, I wouldn't have been. Yeah. So uh, I'm stoked about it. Yeah. My contribution to this, because my financials are about the same as like I mentioned time also wasted in quotation marks gotcha um i want to mention to you the viewer real quick here that there's an app called i am sober and i highly recommend it the link will be in the description you should check it out it's for android and ios and what the, they got a lot of really cool features in there they got a free version uh, one of the features is tracking how much money you would have you start your sober date in there and it spits out some financial stuff for you how much you spent over the years on alcohol but also how much time you spent in association with that lifestyle and so i punched in something like for me time wasted yeah in associating with alcoholism was something like three hours a day as an estimate oh god because you know like it more or less and so it i forget what the number is off the top of my head because it's on my phone that i'm filming on but um it was something like over the years for like 15 20 years right say it was over 500 hours or something, probably more, but you get the idea. So sure. when you look at it like that, like instead of, oh, it was just three hours last night, but
But over time, like yeah. 500 <clears throat> hours, like what could I have done with that? So and it, again, I don't, I don't regret almost any of those hours. To me, it's not time wasted because I, I think so much of the time I was productive and I was gaining experience and just like becoming more and more of who I was going to be. So I don't regret any of those um, except for, I would say probably over the last um, couple of years, it just got to the point where well, that's what I, was gonna I say. couldn't read anymore. No, that's no, what I was going to say. I can't read. I can't do research. You're talking about our 20s and I 30s. And I'm like, I can't. I can barely read the handwriting because I'm like fucking drunk and just like scrawling. And that's different. But over the last like couple of years, especially, it's like when I start drinking at nighttime, I'm it's like watching stupid ass movies. Yeah. That's all I can do. Right. So that's time wasted. Why don't you go to bed? Exactly. I could have gone to bed, but you know, you're just like, no, I just need to get like a little bit more drunk. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I get it. Uh, no regrets. Um, there's nothing to do about fretting about the past or worrying about the future. The present moment is where we're at. I'm actually, like you, grateful for all the experiences and moving forward. So speaking of moving forward, um, the next thing I want to talk about is things that have helped you and me uh, getting healthier, thriving in the sober lifestyle as opposed to the degenerative alcoholic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what are some of the tips or tools or practices that have helped you and me um, thriving in the sober lifestyle? Yeah. Um, for me, the thing I'm most stoked about actually Talk is... about it, Tigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many I want to say, but I'll just keep it simple, like bouncing is one of the best things that feels good to me in this body and I think would really help a lot of other people too. I Specifically, I mean bouncing on a rebounder. Uh, not to get too technical, but <clears throat> I don't mean a trampoline that has the springs that are hard on the joints right. and they're loud. I mean the Bellicon rebounder specifically uh, because it has bungees and it's really soft. It's like the big trampolines you see in people's backyards but condensed down to a, it's a mini rebounder that you can fit in your car, fit in the corner of your home and just set it there and bounce anytime, which is especially good for people like me who sit a lot for their work. Uh, just to like take a break every 30 or 60 minutes and just bounce. Yeah. So it stimulates the lymphatic system, gets <clears throat> the blood flowing. I put my AirPods in and put my favorite music tracks on and just bounce. It makes me really happy. It's really fun. And so I want to invite you to check it out. The links are in the description for the Bellicon Rebounder. Specifically, it's the best one in the world. I think you're going to love it. But uh, Bellicon is the only thing I've got to say at this time. What about you? Got this thing that I like to use to take care of myself. This is uh, my daily protocol. This is a basket I made myself in a primitive skills gathering. Um, nighttime can be one of the hardest times just trying to get to, back to sleep, you know, get on a regular sleep schedule. This company called Anima Mundi makes this really awesome tea called Calm, stress relief tonic tea. And there's some really good things in there for just calming the nervous system. And I'll make that before I go to bed. And to that tea... I will add this, uh, the deep sleep tincture from a company called Herbal Medicine. 
And this one, the recommended dosage is like 30 drops and I'll, I'll take about five times that much because it's just kind of a, a big issue for me. But this has really been effective. Um, throughout the day, <clears throat> I've got a half gallon jug of water and I add uh, same company. No, this one's called Herbs Etc. And it's this uh, chlorophyll, oxygenated chlorophyll. And I'll add that to my water. That's just helping to clean the blood and to build the blood. Because after so many years of drinking and our diets have been you know, way, way, way better than, than most people. So we don't have the same toxic load as, as some people might have. But this really helps a very gentle detoxification over a long term. I'm more of a fan of a gentle detoxification that lasts a long time. Um, every single day, I forgot to bring out my vitamin C, but I've got this really cool liposomal vitamin C that I take every day just as a, another uh, adjunct to the detoxification protocol. This is a vitamin D3 serum from Premier Research Labs, a super high integrity company. And I take five or six drops of this every morning because vitamin D is just going to be for like hormone balancing, mood elevation. Uh, it's also really good, great for the immune system because as you're detoxifying, the immune system can sometimes be compromised. And the symptoms of withdrawals, uh, detoxification can be really mitigated by helping your body out to process those things. Um, this vitamin B complex, uh, there's a lot of different companies out there. Obviously, you know, that do a vitamin B complex. This is what I've <clears throat> found to be pretty effective as well by a company called new chapter. And it's just, uh, fermented from whole foods, uh, a whole spectrum of vitamin B. And I'm not going to get into what vitamin B does. This isn't a fucking health sh show in that regard necessarily, but, um, vitamin B, I do that. Uh, vitamin B is going to be one of the key vitamins for the liver. Um, St. John's wort. I can't say enough about St. John's wort. Uh, this is nature's antidepressant and I'm not a depressed person, but one of the main things that St. John's wort does is, uh, assistance with serotonin production. So serotonin in the brain has like a half-life and it'll go through. And sometimes the receptors, you know, aren't like able to receive it and blah, blah, blah. This helps, uh, serotonin uptake. So this is like big time mood elevation. Um, and then this one is called Adaptive Vitalifuel. It's actually by my company, Space of Love Foods. This is a combination of mesquite, pod flour, cacao powder, chlorella, and a supertonic Chinese herbal formula. And originally I started uh, uh, using this on ultra endurance athletes, but I have found this, uh, and this isn't just like a fucking sales pitch. I've really found this to be instrumental in blood sugar balancing. You know, you wake up in the morning and you're like hungover, or you're trying to quit drinking, uh, one of the things, one of the symptoms of a uh, bad hangover is blood sugar imbalance. So I'll mix this <clears throat> with uh, tea, with some raw milk. I, you can put this into soups, all kinds of different things, but I'll put a couple heaping tablespoons of this into raw milk and blend it up with some maple syrup and the, the dense nutrition in here, plus the blood sugar balancing effects of mesquite pod flour and the Chinese herbs really help with the nervous system and all of the organ systems. Um, I found that to be really key in my recovery process. So that's just kind of a, a brief protocol here. And I know that this can be expensive uh, to have like all of these kinds of things. <clears throat> but again, alcoholics have been prioritizing finances in negative ways for however long they've been alcoholics. So this is a small investment in recovery and getting back on track to uh, radical health.
Yeah, those are just some things that, you know, you like to do and they work for you and it's not for everyone maybe, or maybe they're interested. If you are interested, I can put a link to Daniel's uh, Space of Love Foods website and you can also hit us up in the DMs or leave a comment if you want more details. I'm sure Daniel will be happy to share with you. Yeah. So I want to get into some comments and messages there have from been so many. Yeah, um, I can't get to them all, but I I wrote down just a few of them here. I thought you and I could go over. Um, people so many are, of them have just been so inspiring. Yeah, and the outpouring of either support or people sharing their own struggles and stories. Yeah, so I just want to share them uh, with you because I'm not sure if you've read them all, but um, here's no, I haven't been able to. Yeah. So here's one from, uh, it's a Facebook message from Gary. Gary says, I will be three years sober in October. I was going through a divorce and making bad decisions while drinking, drinking and driving, etc. After a night of heavy drinking, I had decided I had enough. Enough of feeling hungover, wasted time and money. Actually, that's really appropriate one to read here because of what we're talking about. Uh, Gary has been going through the same thing as us. I guess he's been sober for three years. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like he's been through some rough times. But uh, stay connected with this, Gary. And we can hang out and support each other and have a good time. Here's a comment on YouTube from Amanda Lynn. You guys are going to help a lot of people and better yourselves in the process. Being honest with yourself and others will help people struggling to see that it is not easy, but the outcome is worth it. I've struggled for years with substances, almost a quarter century. I've lost my husband, well, my best friends, his friends. It's been a hard road, but coming across you guys when I did, you couldn't comprehend how much it struck a chord. Damn. There's a user who has a weird name. I, it doesn't even read as a name. He says, thanks for sharing and giving me, giving me a platform to share. That's it. I just think that's cool because that's what I want. I want to give people a platform to share. I mean, these yeah. comments that we're reading here and the messages, like, are they telling this to who else in their life? Like, right. Uh, that reminds me, I'm going to my text messages here. I've got a text message. I didn't read you this. Uh, this is a new one that just came in yesterday. <clears throat> it's, for, it's from a friend. I won't say her name, uh, just to be discreet. But she says, I'm really loving your podcast. I even listened to the latest episode twice, first on my own, and again because I wanted my partner to hear it. I'm appreciating the vulnerability because you're talking to your brother as at a new level of personal depth that your other podcasts never had. She's referring to my three other podcast shows and yeah, they were kind of flops. <laughs> Here's a YouTube comment from Esteban Martinez. And this was based, this was an, a comment from one of the shorts that I did. This was a comment on one of your behind the scenes shorts in your process of recovery. Esteban says, I was a raging alcoholic for almost 17 years until I got clean. It's been almost three and a half years since my last drink. 
I never knew life could be this good. And he asks, what kind of a program are you working? And so to his question to you, Daniel, I would just say, what, what kind of program? I mean, you went over some stuff. I did. In the, when my response to him, uh, I said that we weren't really in a program. I've been through the 12-step program before, largely, and I'm kind of going back through some of those steps and incorporating. Like This is one of my specialties. One of the things I do is I take uh, what I think is the most valuable from a variety of sources and kind of synthesize something. So I'm taking elements of the 12-step program and kind of like beginning to seamlessly blend them with what we're doing right now. Yeah. That seems like a holistically integrated approach. Yeah. Common sense. A lot of people don't have it. Yeah. A lot of people need a hell of a lot of structure. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read one more comment. Uh, this is a Facebook comment from James Beaver. It's, uh, again, in response to one of your uh, personal shorts, sharing yeah. your process as you were drunk and then getting sober a couple weeks ago at this point. He says, you've got this man. I just lost my mom to alcoholism, so I can truly respect that you're trying to stop. Keep it up for your daughter, for yourself, and the future. It's worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how these people are just sharing, I mean, talking like they're friends, you know, like I lost my mom. Yeah, like this guy, Don Pepito, says... Hey, I got that in my notes. I was going to read that. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you don't know how much this video just hit for me. I'm in the same boat and literally sheltering and not wanting to go anywhere, exhausted and still fighting urges. Today is day three and I woke up immediately thinking I'm so motivated not to drink and I like it. Then to see your video... Thanks for sharing, bro. And I got, yeah, we don't know this person. He just like, that's amazing. It's so humbling for me. It really is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that'll do for this episode. We covered a lot of ground. You know, our, our next episode is going to be filmed in the new studio in our new house in Sedona. It's going to be professional. We're setting it up right now. Going to have a whole backdrop and lights and everything. Some He's setting it up. So, yeah. Me, I'm doing all the work here. Daniel's just showing up. I just look good. Yeah. So, looking forward to upping the production value for you. We I want to let you know that we are starting to book interviews so if you have anybody you know or you yourself want to be a guest on this show to sit down with us, whether it's in person or remotely, uh, we can stream a video conversation. Uh, we would uh, love to have guests on. We've already got a handful of people that we're going to start scheduling. So I want to extend the invite to you. Feel free to reach out. And if you liked this episode or the content that we're sharing, share it with a friend. So check out the links in the description and head on over to our website to sign up for the Sober Squad news. <laughs> news. <laughs> so check out the links in the description on Spotify and YouTube. Head on over to our website, thesoberbros.com. We got a weekly newsletter that we're sending out every Sunday that goes as a companion to the episodes that come out every Sunday morning. The Sober Squad newsletter on thesoberbros.com. 
So that's it for this episode. Stay in touch with us on any of the social media accounts. We're posting daily and reading all the comments and messages. Looking forward to seeing you there.